Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Peace Alliance Hope Story Circle, and welcome to Peace On, your source for inspiring conversations and information from thought leaders across the spectrum on topics related to the strategies of building peace, fostering nonviolence, and creating a world that thrives, shifting our understanding toward empathy, compassion, and connection. My name is Terry Mason. I'm on the board of the Peace Alliance, and I'm joined to facilitate today by Liz Gannon-Graden, who is our board chair, and Yelena Bobovich, who is our teaching peace and schools lead. And our special guest today, we're excited to have him join us, is Jerry Downs. Jerry Downs is a wonderful, delightful soul and a brilliant artist and photographer. And Jerry, I wonder if you could come off mute and say hello. Jerry, are you there? You're frozen in my screen. Okay, I'm on. Am I on up? Yes, you. There you, you are. Okay, I'm audible. I can hear you. You are. Good. Well, well, we're so delighted to have you join us today, Jerry. Well, I'm delighted to be here. There's a. What what love always wins. I like that a lot. Your yeah. Yeah, that's good. So since yeah, it's so interesting, they, we can just talk among the three of us. And we, we do, I do not see Julia, but I see a blue screen. So I'll assume you're there. So welcome, Julia. Yeah, yeah and there's All a right. few people here, which is great. But before we get started with your story, Jerry, I'm going to ask Elena to lead a short meditation. Oh, yes. And then she will hand off to you. Elena. Good morning, good afternoon. Hello, everybody here and everybody listening to this podcast. Yeah, just um, just taking a moment to actually with your, I'm inviting you actually to have your eyes open um, for this particular, um, yeah, for this particular meditation, just eyes of wonder. Um, inviting you into just looking at the place you are at right at this moment. And through the eyes of wonder, just seeing maybe perhaps something that you have seen so many times. And can you see it again through the eyes of wonder. Something that perhaps perks your curiosity. Perhaps something that you actually would like to stand up and touch if you can. Smell. Delight in it. Just take a moment to appreciate. Just a moment of appreciation. And while you are here, I invite you to notice how that registers in your body. 
Where do you notice this sense of gratitude? Perhaps with that, you sink your breath, sounds. Just taking a look. Really immerse yourself in gratitude. And you is that I invite you to take a look at the screen. Ready? Just look at all of these beautiful people and names and provide appreciation for us. Thank you. And thank you, Jerry, for coming to our hope story today. Welcome. Thank you so much. So uh, we are going to do a hybrid for, I'm gonna sh show pictures, but I'm gonna just tell my story. And we're just gonna have some pictures in the background that uh, allow you to, uh, the pictures that I'll show you, I took. <laughs> so the guy that's talking, these, these are his pictures and they come out of that spirit we're talking about. So I'm going to do that now, and and then uh, where did you go? There you are. And I'm going to like that, like that. And this here. We'll move that bigger. Okay. So when I go up, this really fits into what you were saying. Is um, life's kind of a meditation, just walking around. So for me, when I go out and take pictures, I no longer look for pictures. I simply enjoy the act of looking. And not everything makes a good picture, but absolutely everything is worthy of appreciation. And if you can find yourself in appreciation, pictures are everywhere. That, that state of appreciation is, uh, it's like you were saying in the meditation, it's like, uh, like Black Elk would say, you're seeing in a sacred manner. You're, uh, I mean, I think on, on one hand, we're, we're looking on behalf of God. You know, it's like when you're looking for God, you know that expression, we're looking for God, we're going there, we're, we're trying to get to someplace. But in reality, it's the same wording, we're looking, but it's instead of looking for God, you're looking on behalf of God. It's that kind of uh, sensibility. And uh, let me just go here. Okay, hold on. So uh, when I was a kid, uh, I was, I'm the fifth of 11 kids. So that gave me this really remarkable thing to be a kid a lot longer than other children because I was left alone. And we were in the country and I would just, believe it or not, as a four and a five-year-old, I could leave for hours and come back and they wouldn't know I was even gone. Uh, 
<laughs> but was was but I was in a state of just completely openness and awareness and just look at that bug, look at this thing, isn't this cool? Looking at the uh, pheasant pop out with the red head out of the alfalfa field, it was it was bliss. And then I went to school, <laughs> and I went to school in the city, which was really really foreign to me, and. And that same openness I had, but I, but I also, at the same time, I was like this ideal child. He was, everybody loved Jerry. He could draw and he was perfect. And he was just this golden head kid. And I thought everything was like that. But that same openness, uh, when I went to school in this really foreign environment and really behind, I didn't go to kindergarten. I didn't, and I didn't know my ABCs. They just figured I knew them because I osmosis or something. But what I did have was that everything was alive. And that sensibility, uh, so was when I was in school, if I was, say we were doing math, if I was doing math and there was, you want four minus uh, four from seven is three. But that's a simple matter. But in my world, I had to talk to the seven and the three and the four so that the three and the four at some point in the future would restate the integrity of, of the seven. And I thought everybody did it this way, but I just thought they were on better terms with, with, the, with the beings than I was. And so, that thing, that openness was like, it, instead of just allowing it to come in, it, it felt like arrows. It felt like uh, being pushed up against a wall, like uh, uh, painfully so. It was just too much information and too much stuff because it was, and it was foreign stuff that I couldn't incorporate. And uh, oh, so, you know, in first grade, when you've got, you got a, a test and it's got A, B, C written down on it, and you're supposed to draw a picture for it. Well, I figured, well, I gotta show that I'm smart. So I I drew this, I drew the, the concept after. So it, there was a table and a, ta and a book on the table and in the air and falling through the floor on the other side. And my head in Picasso kind of fashion in three different, with four different heads looking at the whole thing. and. And then on the A, I made it with filigree, and it was just, it was, it showed I was really smart. And, but I didn't get to the letter B by the time it was handed in, the time to hand in the, in the test. And, and the, the sister, she, I was in a Catholic school, fifth of 11 kids, go figure. But anyway, so uh, I, uh, she comes back and she hands it to me, and it has a great big F on it like half the page and wording, which I couldn't read. And she says, I'll read it to you. And she says, do not come back to school until you bring your parents. It's like, so this is like a pretty huge deal. So they had to come and, um, and they conversed amongst themselves up in the front of the room. And, you know, they would ask you, it's like, well, what's the matter? It's like, what's the matter? How, how can I explain what's, I don't know. And, um, but they had, they came up with the solution to, 
forbid me to draw until I learned how to read. And, and, and drawing was pretty much my whole uh, claim to fame. Even in school, if they needed the something drawn on the board, I would be the guy. But it was it was it was shocking to me. And I, at about this time, I made a blood oath, and I went into the bathroom and I got my father's razor and I took it out of the razor blade and I cut my forefinger on both hands and I put it together. And I, and, I made, and I made an oath to myself and the rest of the universe and the powers that be and said, uh, when I grow up, I'm going to write a book about what adults forgot. <laughs> and, uh, and I did. And uh, <clears throat> I, the book sold out now, but you can get it by going to my website and just looking at the top of the page, it says, download free book. That's the book. And it's just jerrydowns.com. So that's simple. But the part that I really want to accentuate here is that instead of holding that like I was done wrong, my intention was to write the book. My intention was to come to earth to figure something out and to share something. And this sensibility that I had. Well, I couldn't really tell how they, what they forgot unless I forgot myself. So I did. And I kind of purposely knew that that was gonna happen, but it was very painful to have it happen. And so I, I, but, I but I understood why people forgot. And uh, so I do not regret that any of that happened. It's not like I was done wrong, it, but it's, I thought so for many years and was reaffirmed by everybody around me. Like that was a terrible thing to happen to a little kid. And it was a terrible thing to happen to a little kid, but it's without that contrast of, of, of understanding. And that's what kind of being on earth is, is to get an understanding of it's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be hard, but it's supposed to be events that bring something to let you experience your power. And, um, and, and going through all of that, let do that. So I do not regret, I, I don't have to forgive the nun. I do not have to forgive, forgive my parents. They, they just like all of us are do, did the best they could. And uh, so it was it wasn't so uh when i was older and i had a son and i was up to my parents house and uh then nobody was there but myself and my son and my parents out the, they were out by the car and i said okay let's go and then he goes running off like running down the hill and i and i ran after him and picked him up and put him on my shoulders and brought him back to the car and 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 and, and i looked at them and they're looking at me and and I realized just that in this instant, it's like, there was no way that they could do that with 11 children. It was this feeling of compassion that I had for them because when we got ready, it was get in the car, blah, 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 right now. <laughs> and when we get in, we'd have to count off and it'd be this whole big deal. So there wasn't, in the, in the same way that none didn't have 
the leisure to to address someone was as peculiar as I was and every other kid in their own peculiarities, there's a sense of compassion for uh, how it all unfolds and then uh, and make it allowable that there's something really there's something precious even there's something precious precious about every bit of it not just not just the glorious good parts all of it is worthy of appreciation and uh, we're about 15 minutes into my being pontificating oh i didn't change the pictures here let me run through a few of these i got i got so lost we'll do this quickly oh isn't that pretty that was just yet two days ago and that's yesterday and uh, do my magic here there i am underneath the redwoods i really love the redwoods and there i am jumping through the air flying through the world and and this popped onto my lap once and it looked like a dog so i thought i'd take a picture of it looking like a dog and and fog in san francisco is like it's like a living being it's it's that sensibility we're talking about where everything is alive I mean, and it's it feels that way or just uh rain on on a surface and on when i posted this on facebook uh and on synchronicity city which is another page i have well, I had people look at it. We saw the letter K and an airplane and, you know, and they came up with about 60 different things. It was just amazing. And, and this, so I see this guy walking down the street. I run ahead of him because I know this lingerie shop is, a, and I, I'm thinking he's going to be looking over at them. But I get up there and just as I go, he turns around and looks just like the, the mannequins are. And, uh, and my current project is synchronicity. So I'm doing a, uh, a thing where I have to have a picture from one zero to 100 and I have to have a number in every single one of them so to make it really difficult. So this one is, you can see in the very beginning and the very back there is 79. So, and uh, that's what I'm currently working on. Uh, and, oh, and that's the one that goes with it. So we got, that's in uh, Washington, D.C. And this is at a local shopping center uh, in, the, in the pool, you know, the little koi pool in the middle of the thing. Isn't that pretty? It's beautiful. Oh, oh, oh back there. Okay. Uh, and the rain we've been having, uh, uh, I like looking in the gutter. It's a beautiful thing to me. And and these guys just showed up in the middle of my picture and it's like, and started singing, I wish you were here. So it's like, you know, my life is magic. Like this one where this is at uh, Lake Michigan. And I was rounding the corner with my future wife, my future ex-wife, my still best friend. And uh, see, and I said, look at those clouds. Okay, so in the next mile, we have to find something that's blue and white and blue and white on the bottom. And we come around the corner and there they are. So to make the most of it, I'm lying, I'm only about six inches away from that swan. And okay, that's enough. It, uh, I could go on for eternity. But thank you very much. Let me oh. turn this thing off and stop share. And then we'll have, uh... did we get you back? Uh, yes, Jerry, okay, I love there you your are. images.
I love your images. And I just encourage anyone listening to the podcast to go to jerrydowns.com so that you can see the images yourself. There's just some beautiful, beautiful images. So we're going to go into our breakout rooms in just a moment. But Yelena, Liz, would one of you like to provide an inquiry for people to think about when they're talking to one another? Um, oh, I would love to, but I have to bring myself back into the room. <laughs> Jerry, that was so magical. And a couple of things. Uh, I'll get to the inquiry. I just wanted to share kind of what brought me to, to this inquiry. I loved when you mentioned Black Elk and that you brought Black uh -huh. Elk into the room. When I was a little girl, after my father finished reading Dr. Seuss to me at that stage, he used to read to me Black Elk Speaks as my bedtime stories. Really? As a very, as a very little girl, those were my bedtime oh, stories. Oh, that's fantastic. And when you you brought the idea, I may be, I may be um, putting it together. Uh, but you said something I, I took from your words, the idea of sacred seeing, sacred yes. seeing. Uh -huh. And so I, I had shared this with you guys on the call a little. I wanted to just share something about my younger son. My younger son is an artist and a filmmaker. And when I was very little, we used to go on long walks and we live in a very con kind of congested area. And we live right off a of main street. And I was going for a walk with him once when he was seven and he stopped because there was a tiny purple flower that had broken through the concrete. And we stopped and he got down to look at it. And I said, you know, Jake, if you hadn't been with me, I would never have seen that. And he said to me, mommy, you never have to look far to see the beautiful. But now I wanna fast forward to 20. And I loved that you talked about the acceptance of all of it. Right. And there is the beauty, but there are also the other images. And I'm going to tell you a walk I had with my now 20 year old son just a few weeks ago. From the time he was little, he noticed things in the gutters. Oh, good. No, <laughs> he noticed things in the gutters. And um, uh, we were walking uh, around and we had had a heavy rain and there was a little stuffed octopus in the gutter that was filthy um, and forgotten. And my 20 year old son looked at it and he said, mom, that, that octopus has been lost and forgotten. I said, do you want me to bring it home and wash it and take care of it? And he said, I really do. And so I brought the octopus <laughs> home. I brought the octopus home and I have this little corner of toys he has rescued because he found them broken on a walk somewhere. Oh, and Marvel. so- and so the inquiry I would love to send you into the room uh, with is, can you recall a moment in your life of sacred seeing when you did what Yelena talked about and what Jerry talked about, and you just took something that on the course of your day might've seemed ordinary, but it just awakened you to seeing in a very different way that you would like to share. So, so can you think of a moment of sacred seeing when you you took the ordinary or even something that other people might right think of as ugly and not worthy of that deep appreciation and you, uh, that you could share with, with the room? Well, that's lovely, Liz, thank you. So for those of you who may not have been with us prior, we're going to go into breakout rooms and our ask is that you listen with your heart that you speak from your heart, that you say just enough so that others have an opportunity to share. 
and that you keep confidentiality. After we come back together, we're gonna to ask what's bubbling up for you and what you're, what you're feeling. And you're welcome to speak to your own story or to the themes of the things we're discussing in the rooms. But don't tell someone else's personal story if it's, if it's personal for them. So Yellen is helping me today because I'm on my iPad and we're gonna... Welcome back. Welcome back, Welcome everybody. Back. I see people popping back into the room. How nice to see all of you. Oh, well, I'm so eager to hear what people have to share. What's bubbling up right now? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What comes out of you from your time together? Who would like to share? You can take yourself off mute and share. Yeah, I'll do it. So uh, that was very fun. And it was, it was kind of like uh, being in a more intimate thing. Like when you're in a big party, you get to say hello to everybody for 30 seconds and then you're like off to somebody else. But this was like, you actually got to visit. So that was, that was mm -hmm. I liked that a lot. And everybody had something really marvelous to say. And we were, oh. we were conjuring what we, what we thought was beautiful and times in our life. What like what was the most beautiful thing you ever see? And everybody had something that was just marvelous. Oh, well, thank you all. And uh, so, oh, nice. what you guys were doing over there. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Who else would like to share? Whether it's from a different room or from Jerry's room or another room. Well, I'll anyone? I, I, it's always a gift. I love the breakout rooms. And, and being, I hadn't been with Angie in quite a while. And Caroline, mm. where is she? Oh, there she is. Oh, you should show us your background and stuff. Caroline, she, she is up at Lake Tahoe and she has these beautiful trees full of snow behind Oh, wow. And uh, anyway, there she is. Oh, we wow. She knit that hat. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, what a gift, you know, everybody sharing their beautiful images. Uh, and, uh, and I was saying to Jerry at the very end that um, I loved his little micro picture. Well, they're not micro pictures, but things at the, at the micro level, uh, the, the leaf, at the, the first image we saw and, and the popcorn and, and, and really appreciating. You can find beauty anywhere if you look. And, mm. uh, and a lot of your work is a wonderful reminder of that, Jerry. And uh, we, we must not forget that because there's a lot of tragedy and terror that we get barraged by. And just remembering that just the leaf is the most beautiful thing in the world. Gift. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Who else would like to share? Christine? Well, I had a, a really great conversation with Julia, who's new to the Peace Alliance. Um, and right now I'm recognizing Angie, who I've been in Zoom calls with, with another peace organization. Hi, Angie. Um, so that's something to see. But we had a really warm conversation. So thanks for leading us here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Who else would like to share? What's bubbling up for you since you were in the room together? <clears throat> Anyone? Feel free to come off mute. Well, I put that 
reference to the book Connected in the chat because we ended our conversation talking about the importance of realizing our connectedness, you know, that mm. in our day-to-day -day life, little micro events might seem to be separate or we may seem to be separate individuals, but we're not. Mm. Uh, we talked about our necklaces and I shared the story of the starfish <laughs> and how um, it matters to this one. So all of the things that we do, no matter where we are, add up. And uh, David, your necklace is beautiful too. <laughs> How lovely. Would anyone else like to share? Jerry, it looked like you were sharing, but I think you're muted. I was, I wasn't. No, I'm good. So you were okay. SK? Hi. Yes, I, I didn't share this in the group, but I thought of it after um, a little reflection and awareness. Um, in being in New York City a lot the last couple of years, our youngest um, is in, in university there. Um, and with the increase of homelessness and mental health needs on the streets of many of our cities, but particularly in New York, there is one, one there's a couple of different times I noticed there was uh, the same young man and <clears throat> where he would lay down is on top of a warm grate because it had the heat coming up. And mm -hmm. the way he laid down, he looked like he could have been dead. But I had already seen mm -hmm. him moving and knew he wasn't and stuff and knew, you know, it was, it was not my place to intervene or anything. But what was interesting is as people walk by, um, parents with children in, in tow um, in particular, because as an educator and as just as a humanitarian, I noticed the children a lot. And every single kid paused, looked, and could not take their eyes off that person on the ground. Parents, let's go, let's hurry, come on, let's go, go, go. Let's cross the street. Even the adults would cross the street to avoid being on the same side of the road. And these sidewalks in this particular place are pretty wide, but they had a very wide berth. They didn't want, like the kids, they didn't want to see it. They didn't want to be aware of it. And even my daughter, who's lived in New York, says, Mom, I was like, don't you see? And she's like, you can't notice there's so much. It's almost like what I'm connecting to what I did share. It's almost like a, a need for uh, survival on some level to be able to tune out the, the things like what has, what has been revealed even yesterday. Um, and I know I came on late, but this is what this is the kind of point that I'm making is part of our job as peace ambassadors, as peace uh builders we have to address what is right in front of us because it is a level of awareness that our humanitarian our human our humanness that we are not aware that other people are valued because they have a heartbeat and they are i mean i don't want to get because they're alive and they're on this earth in front of us so uh, i just was so uh uh, enlightened and created such hope within the last few years when all of the horrific things have been been created it was so heartwarming to see that children still have the uh, heartfelt 
drive to be aware, to see, and to actually do something about it. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lovely observation. So I, I put some links in the chat to a few things about the Peace Alliance. Um, our mission is to educate, advocate, and mobilize people into action to transform systems and public policy toward a culture of peace. Our website is peacealliance.org. And there's also a link to the podcasts, our Peace On podcast. This will be posted as a podcast later today as all of our Hope Story Circles and our national calls and other things. Um, there's also a link about our Hope Story Circles page on our website, a link about our um, Blueprint for Peace, which is a great action you can take to send messages to all of your elected officials to let them know you support policies related to violence reduction and peace building. Um, also a link about our HR 1111, the legislation to create a cabinet level department of peace building, which is our cornerstone piece of legislation. There are a small nonprofit. We appreciate donations of any size. There's a link to donate, especially our monthly donors. If you want to be sustainable for us, that would be a wonderful thing. And a calendar of events at peacealliance.org slash calendar is where you can find all the information about our Hope Story Circles and everything else that we have going. But I'm so grateful to you, Jerry, for coming and being with us today. And Liz, I'm just going to ask you to wrap it up unless, Jerry, if you have some final thoughts you want to share. No, I just love you all so much. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Thank you, Jerry. So, Thank you for being here with us. So I thought I knew how I was going to end. Um, and then SK, you you spoke. So I'm going to, no, no, no. I'm, so I'm going to weave both. Um, I, I walk around, at, at Jerry, and I, look for hearts and everywhere I see hearts, I take pictures and then I put them in collages and I put them on, on Facebook. And I never thought of myself as an artist, but a friend said, okay, you're an artist. And he gifted me last Christmas. He had printed out a collage that I had made and framed it. And then what I have started to do, and I thought I'm going to give you just a free idea and a 50 cent idea. And then I'm going to take the wider view. Um, I started taking pictures of things and then going to CVS and printing them out right? A thing that I like. Uh -huh. So I said, I invite you to walk around and find something either that you see differently, right? Like the popcorn thing and take the picture or just notice it. Notice it is kind of the free level we can do. If you can, we all have a, most of us have a camera and if I could take a picture, but then take the step of printing it out and then just kind of putting it someplace where you could see it. But I want to share a story uh, that just happened to me. Uh, I live I live in New York as well. I lived in I was born in Queens, lived in Queens most of my adult life. I now live on Long Island. But I, I would love to share a story again with my beautiful uh, father who read Black Elk. When I was nine years old, my father was taking me to Madison Square Garden for um, the horse show because he knew I loved horses. And we were uh, getting off on the Long Island Railroad. And that was scary because the platform is very scary and there are a ton of people. Some of you know this story. And he just waited. He said, we can stay here and wait till the crowd goes. And then we were walking through Penn Station and there was a person there who was unhoused. And my dad went to the city every day. So I, I think my father probably saw him regularly. And my father let go of my hand for one moment. And he walked over the man and he did something important. He walked over to him and he gave money, but he took both hands in his hand. He held his hands while he put the money in. And he said, here you go, my friend. 
And I watched the man's eyes clear and then tear up. And he said to me, why did you call me friend? And he said, because you are my friend. And I never forgot that. And I'm going to fast forward to the week before Christmas in New York. And um, a friend called to ask me, she had a, a nun who's retired nearby in New York who lives nearby me. And she lives in South Carolina. She said, Liz, do you know anyone who could cater a small party for the nuns? There's this retirement house for the nuns. And I said, I really don't. But my next door neighbor runs a lot of events and and I bet I can call her. Um, so she gave me that name. And Terry, I'm glad you gave me so much time at the end. Um, but she said, but Liz, I was going to call you anyway. My friend owns a bunch of 7-Elevens in the, in the area. And she said, there's a woman who's been living outside the library. And she said, and there's a, one of her 7-Elevens is just a little down from the library. And she said, she comes in at night. You know, and my employee said she's just looking for a place to get warm. So I told them, well, let her have, give her hot coffee, let her have whatever she needs to eat. And she can stay in my office in the evening. Um, and she said, but Liz, so I went in and I, and I met her and she said, I've known there have been homeless people my whole life. She said, last night, I could not sleep a wink knowing this woman was out on a bench somewhere. She said, I know there have been homeless people my whole life and I've never had a problem sleeping, but I know this woman's name and I cannot sleep till I know she's okay. And so um, she said, what should I do? She said, I've called the police. They said, there's nothing I can do. They said all the shelters are, um, are full. Um, but I said, you know what? I have a friend I think can help. I have a friend who works for the Coalition for the Homeless. And I said, do you know someone who could help her? And she said, yes, me. Yes, tell your friend to call <laughs> me. Um, and so what's interesting to me is, so I invite you not to just look at the thing and take a picture, but maybe look around and see if you can notice something that sometimes we've turned our eyes against. And even if you don't know what you can do about it, just notice it and let it touch your heart, right? And maybe let it have a sleepless night. <laughs> um, and then reach out, like it was so amazing how the thing happened. I was calling her to ask about catering something and she gave me a name, but then said, you know, that. And it's those connections when we just say something out loud and speak something out loud and notice it. So I invite you to do kind of maybe both kinds of noticing in the next couple of weeks. Notice the thing that you want to take a picture of that warms your heart and fills you with beauty, but then, but then also say, is there something I should be paying attention to? Um, yeah, even if I don't know what to do about it, let it touch my heart. So, mm. I'm so grateful, Jerry, for your beautiful story. Um, Marvelous, and I love so, you all. Can I add one thing? Of when, course. You, when you when you said when in the beginning there, and you said the thing about being an artist, and yeah. then you. I think it's, I'll tell you my favorite quote about artists, which is by a guy named Eric Gill, who is a calligrapher. There's a Gill font. You'll recognize it there. Oh. And he said, an artist is not a different kind of person. Every person is a different kind of artist. I love that. I Thank love you, that. Jerry. That's beautiful. So, That's and all of you, you know, that you can, you can be an artist of, like you guys are, about Connection, your social artist, your heart artist. And you cannot not be an artist. So 
own that and, and go there because it's uh, it does neither camp any good to have that separation. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Jerry. I'm good. Oh, Christine, did you want to say thank something? Thank you so much. My last name is Gill. Oh, yeah. And I've always okay. liked the Gill font. It's a wonderful oh, oh, font. Easy really to read. Great. Oh, that's really great. Well, the, his other art is really wild. You should check that out sometime. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's really marvelous. Uh, well, thank you again so much, Jerry, for being here with us today. And everybody, please come off mute and say goodbye. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Take thank care, you. everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, take care. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Thank you for joining us today at Peace On. We hope that it inspires you to engage in dialogue in your larger community. Peace On is brought to you by the Peace Alliance, found at peacealliance.org.